When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Today on the show, Radical Ones, it's beginning to look a lot like Urkel as we go back to season four of Family Matters to review a classic holiday episode. Can I do that? It's time to get radical. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick or treat? Can I do that? Good morning, Charlie. Daddy would have gotten us oozy. The power is yours. Get down, honey, get down. And look, I won't go far, okay? If the apocalypse comes, beat me. My name is Grace Jones. But I ain't one to gossip, so if anyone asks you, you ain't heard it from me. No, you have No more room in hell. The dead will walk here. Welcome back, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, here with co-host Rob, the movie geek, and we are bringing you a classic episode of Family Matters today. Welcome back, Rob. Thank you. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. We are in the Christmas spirit and can't wait to get into today's discussion, Rob, but we do have have some retro news. So since our last recording, unfortunately, we have to report that Jason David Frank, who rose to fame as the Green Power Ranger, Tommy Oliver, has sadly passed away. This was a shock. This happened just at the end of November. And I posted a picture on Instagram, Rob, when it happened. And so many people reposted this. People that don't even follow 
the Instagram and the whole day, Rob. I mean, I can't even say almost maybe 900. It was crazy repost of this picture. I'm saying this because I, I was so happy to see how many people this man's work had brought happiness to. It seemed like the world was mourning that day, Rob. What a loss. What a loss. Very sad. Uh, yeah, I, I saw this first thing in the morning and I honestly didn't believe it because most of the sources was like Facebook and some weird website that I've never heard of and not many of the heavy hitters who reports news like this was saying anything about it so like either somebody found him and immediately went on Facebook and started posting stuff I it's just the order of operation so I didn't believe it at first but then the article started to come in and I go yeah this must be true uh what were some of the comments that you got and and read off your post Rob they all were saying that they feel like their childhood hero had died because it seems like Tommy and I I I actually always joked about this. Every little boy loved Tommy and wanted to be Tommy. And it was a lot of my childhood hero. I'm broken. You know, how did this happen? And I think the the main thing was just his age and the shock of, you know, you never think of someone so young and bright and full of life. And he always seemed so happy. But yeah, a lot of my hero, my childhood hero got me through so many hard times. So many people met him too, Rob, which was wonderful at the comic cons and they just said the experience was beautiful meeting him he really he truly felt like he appreciated them so what a loss it looks like david wrote something uh really saddened to hear of his death mental health issues affect countless people and still a taboo subject for for so many so it looks like you did get a lot of people responding to this yeah he's pretty much the goat in the franchise to be honest and you know played the white and green ranger anytime that green ranger is mentioned in the movies or anything like that like i get giddy yeah that cameo in the remake and all of that so all that was great and yeah when i when i heard about it yeah kind of sucked to, to hear that in the morning it really was sad to hear and i think the fact too that his co-stars including you know amy joe and david yost oh, i mean all oh, walter jones it seemed like every past power ranger that he was involved with just gushed over how loved he was and respected and he seems to be the one that really carried the power rangers mantle all these years for everybody so please if you are struggling out there if you you need to talk to somebody in the states you could dial 988 and that is a 24-hour hotline if you need to talk to somebody they're there they don't judge you it's anonymous jason david frank thank you so much for the positivity you brought to all of your fans definitely yeah on a more positive note, Rob, I do have a bit of a mystery this week for us in our retro news, and it does involve Steve Urkel. <laughs> nice. Did I do that to the holidays? A Steve Urkel story was a movie that was coming out, Rob, on HBO Max. It's described as a Steve Urkel story brings back the most iconic sitcom character of all time for an animated movie musical event. The holiday season has arrived, and the brilliant but accident-prone Steve Urkel has already ruined his local celebration by 
publicly humiliating a shopping mall Santa. In an attempt to make things right and score some nice points with the big guy in the North Pole, Steve creates an invention that only makes things worse. Using his big brain and even bigger heart, Steve must find the real Santa to see if together they can help the city discover the holiday spirit. And Jaleel White serves as producer and also was reprising his iconic performance by voicing the beloved super genius. This is where the mystery comes in. It was announced in 2021. And then it was eventually canceled along with a Scooby-Doo holiday movie, which was complete after the Warner Brothers Discovery merger. But then Cartoon Network was supposed to air it. If you go on now, if you type this in, it acted like it was already aired on Cartoon Network this year at some point. But it didn't. So Cartoon Network was supposed to get it. Now it's just floating out in space. So where is the Steve Urkel cartoon? That is Damn it. crazy. I, I've never even heard of this to begin with. And then when you told me about it, I really wanted to watch it, but it looks like we can't. I, I have no idea what stopped this from, from airing. I know that Jalil Wright right now, I think he's selling like vape pens or something. Purple Urkel, I think Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that would be enough to be like, yeah, we don't want his animated stuff on our network or whatever, but I can't think of any other reason why they would just not go through with it. It's an unfortunate, you know, thing to happen because, yeah, what a waste. What an, like, and especially since it it seems like it was done and to get him to come back to this role, which is, I mean, they say it in the description, iconic. Yeah. Well, hopefully next year we may see that or maybe it gets leaked on YouTube. I have no idea, but I would love to see it. And it makes sense to put, I think, Steve Urkel in an animated sh- cartoon. I'm shocked it didn't happen sooner, honestly, with his popularity. Yeah. No, I agree. So this is not the first time we have discussed family matters on the show, Rob. You famously went back and watched the whole entire series, and we did two videos on there, which are our most popular videos on YouTube. Yeah, that's crazy. To this day, the comments and the views on those two Family Matters videos, it just shows that how beloved this sitcom really was. Yeah. So I had a question for you, though. Why do we like Family Matters so much? Like, what is it? I think even just watching this episode for today's review, the cast was magical. It's just it made me happy the whole entire time, Rob. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. It was it was ABC. It was TGIF. And I feel like we were part of such a special time, honestly. That show at its height was just everything to us in the 90s, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely connected with the series, of course. And it was nice to see, you know, a black family who didn't have like hard times. And they were sort of like middle class, middle, maybe upper middle. But yeah, it was nice to see a full-fledged family and to have like the holidays and and all the shenanigans and and just that family unity and all that stuff is fun. And of course, the comedy being that it was either physical or or whatever. But yeah, Family Matters was just like a chill show and it was just so much fun to watch and see what was going to happen next. And given Urkel and his inventions pretty much opened the door to do whatever that they wanted, which I thought was great. You know, it didn't 
have to be compiled in so much realism. They could create a little science and fantasy into it and still take it seriously because the family values was still there. So all of that is always fun. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rob. His inventions just got more and more less realistic as it went on and then by the last episode right he was floating into space we discussed this so it's like (laughs) it's really definitely got wackier and wackier as the show went on it seems yeah well given that we are doing a christmas episode today you know with the whole theme of this podcast when you think of a Christmas episode of any sitcom, like what what do you think about what what is supposed to really happen? What are you used to seeing when you see a Christmas themed episode of your favorite show? Is it cliche to say snow? <laughs> it was there and I loved it. I lived for it in this episode. <laughs> but yeah, what what are some of the things that compiles a Christmas episode to you? You got the staples of somebody's either probably not in the holiday spirit usually. I feel like that's always a staple. Mm-hmm. The stress of finding a present seems to be, back in the day especially, a staple of the sitcoms, getting the perfect present. But always by the end, the characters coming together and usually a song and when you have a character like rachel and family matters who's gonna sing at the drop of a hat it's perfect especially in a christmas episode so definitely christmas music getting together and some message rob well is there something that you look for when you watch a christmas episode of a show like you mentioned snow is there anything else that is like this must be a part of it showing their house from the outside decorated with christmas lights too (laughs) that gave me the holiday spirit so i think it's it's maybe, yeah, maybe seeing these iconic houses from sitcoms and, and shows decorated for the holidays. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the decorations on our houses. Seeing yeah. the family celebrate, that got me, really. That got me in the feels this episode. Well, uh, for me, it's it's the slightly skewed Christmas jingles catered to their like soundtrack they'll incorporate some christmas tune but then sometimes like mesh it with their theme song or or some of their known background music so that's always fun uh like you said the decorated homes and i noticed this in this episode and it's something that i usually see when i see a christmas episode is that there's tons of vibrant bold colors Yes. Whether it's in the Christmas decorations or in their wardrobe, like in the 90s when you wore like warm clothes, you mismatched so many colors. It wasn't just like all one color. I mean, Laura had a theme going. She was, you know, you know, dressing in the yellow, but like everybody had multicolored shirts and sweaters and scarves and hats and they were Eddie's, all colors. Oh my God. Eddie's vest at the end on Christmas Day. I actually want yeah (laughs) but i mean contrast to that with the background like everything was just lit up brighter and all that stuff so i kind of noticed that sometimes what i usually end up getting with christmas episodes and this is with any show most of the time they're not canon like they have nothing Mm. to do with the rest of the series these are one-off storylines and whatever happens in this episode does not carry on to the next like it's just one little chapter or moment in their lives that they can just randomly you know reap 
repeat into syndication if they ever wanted to show like a themed holiday show, but it really does not have any canon to it. So everything that happened in this episode, you never hear mentions of it again at all. And that's usually how these holiday ones work. So the, yeah, there's definitely always a supernatural element too, right? Like an angel, a Santa Claus appearance. Well, that's what I was going to say. Most Christmas episodes will involve like literal magic, the idea that Santa is real. And no matter how grounded or realistic the show is, they can completely go off the wall with a Christmas episode. So yeah, involving monsters, mayhem, magic, anything that you want to think of. And then it goes right back to normal the next episode. But also, cheese. Got me cheese. Lots and lots of cheesy goodness. It is just so off the wall, Care Bear, cheesy, like <laughs> literally the whole world is a utopia. Everyone's united. Everything is like perfect. And they always like burst in the song for no reason. And they'll break the fourth wall and just be like, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, viewers, and all that stuff. Like everything is just perfect there are no problems in the world but yeah just randomly let's just sing to each other and it's like never in my life have i walked into a home and just watched a family sing to each other like they're singing to <laughs> someone but they just singing together just like yeah we're just gonna sing a song it doesn't happen but I'm telling you rachel because i remember her always singing that's why it works in family matters but you're right like in other shows they'll just start singing like oh come on <laughs> everyone just gathers and sings too <laughs> camera pans and shows everybody and i'm just like oh my god <laughs> this is not normal behavior you weirdos <laughs> speaking of that feeling laura's waiting on outside of this shopping center to me that was the perfect holiday sitcom street display it was bustling everyone was dressed in like you said these christmasy warm colors the snow is around i felt christmas rob i felt it <laughs> that's what it's supposed to do <laughs> this plot it started with urkel bringing one of those inventions and doing this tree flocking scenario which was i feel like just a throwaway gag just to get the show going with oh it's steve Again, they brought it on themselves by keeping that door unlocked. First of all, they're in Chicago, so that makes right. absolutely no I always sense. Think that. <laughs> like, lock your doors if you don't want unwanted people coming in all the time. This man literally walks in every single day, and they never think to lock the door. So that's on never. them. That's never. Never. <laughs> they're trimming the tree. So we have we have Eddie. Carl, and we still have Judy there, which evidently this was her last season, Rob, season four yes. is saying. Yeah. And you could just tell even in this episode, they got nothing to do with her. She doesn't even say anything. She's yeah. just standing there. Richie got the lines in this seat. But that was adorable because he was excited that Urkel's snow flocker actually made a winter wonderland in the living room. He's like, do it again! As soon <laughs> as he walked through the door, though, I already knew I was about to laugh so hard because he is just so dramatic when stuff goes wrong 
Like when the thing malfunctioned, you know, he just yells out like his voice gets deeper. He's just like, oh, and then he just like it's going crazy. But then he acts like he can't control it. So he's waving it around everywhere, which, again, is for the show. (laughs) But it's just like you are so dramatic. Like, why are you waving it around when it's not working? It's not overpowering you. It's not that strong. But it's just funny the way he does it. And Carl knew it was happening. He sat down in preparation of the mishap. That's the thing. The minute he came in and he saw that and he was like, go home. Just go home. Just get out. Like, I don't need you practicing this on my thing. And he goes, let me try it. And he's like, no, just leave. And then he sits down. He's like, I know we're about to go down. But... (laughs) It's like, why doesn't Steve ever test out his stuff before bringing it to other people? He gets so excited. He just has to bring it over and just show it off. Then stop doing it the first time is just when it malfunctioned. It was so funny. It was so funny. But it brought those Christmas feels because he literally froze the living room. It's not a fake. Like, to me, I thought it was going to be a fake snow flocker, like to flock a tree. But this machine made it seem like it was literally snow coming out that he made. And he froze everybody in the living room, basically. (laughs) One thing that I will give a little hint to, maybe we'll make an episode out of it or something. But I recently went to a taping of the Connors. No kidding yes yes so i got to see them film an entire episode actually scratch that there were scenes that were already pre-recorded maybe on a different day with a different audience but i was part of that live studio audience that people mention in sitcoms i was in the back can we hear your laugh it was (laughs) it was it was quite the experience and maybe you know we can talk about it sometime on here yes when did you go uh this was This was, oh man, was it this month? I think it was this month. I went earlier this month, I believe. How retro was that? Yeah, it was pretty crazy to see the living room up close and, you know, some of the, well, most of the cast members. I think the only person missing was Mark, the the taller child. But I believe everybody else was there. Um, And Beverly Rolls, I don't think she was there either. But yeah, pretty much the rest of the cast. So I got to see all of them in person, including like special guests. The episode hasn't aired yet, so I'd rather talk more about it after it airs yes anyways the reason why i bring it up is that seeing that in person and being part of a live studio audience it would be bonkers if i was able to sit and watch this scene be played out in person and in fact like i don't even know if they did more than one take because they would have to clean up all of that snow just to do it again i can't even imagine i can't imagine but i just would have loved to see any type of wacky scene from Family Manners in person. The people who got to be in this live studio audience of that show, like, lucky as hell. Because I just, that would be an experience. You know what? You just made me think of that. Who had to clean up that snow that not a stitch of white was seen anywhere afterwards? It had to be the last scene, right, of the episode shot, maybe? Probably. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that is exciting. So please, when it does air, I would love to talk about it because that is so freaking cool. Sure thing. Yeah. No, of course. So this is the classic episode, honestly. Now rewatching it, it flooded back to me. So there was a few options with the Christmas episodes. There's one that that always comes up. It's like that Golden Girls episode for Christmas that's they get like robbed by a Santa or something at a diner. They get stuck in the subway. But this is not that episode. Or a train, excuse me, a train station. Was it train station? Is it the subway? I want to say that it was the subway. Yes, it was underground, right? The subway. Yes. So Oh no, no. 
no, you're wait. No, they were on a train, but was that a Christmas episode? I thought it was like a snowstorm, right? And they couldn't get home for Christmas. I believe so. I can't remember. It probably was a Christmas episode. I unless it involves snow. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, it's Christmas. It has snow. For some reason, I remember a subway one. I I don't know why. Anyways, yeah. You're probably right. It's probably the train. So Laura makes a big old wish. She has had enough. This is this is Steve's final, final nail in his coffin. He trips and breaks Harriet's vase that Laura just got as a gift. Anyways, they are always going 100 over the smallest things. <laughs> you trip and break something. Get out of my life. Oh my and it's God. just Not- like, <laughs> why do you always with your empty ass threats? Because by the end of the episode, you always forgive him. Like, st- how many times have they disowned Steve? They've disowned him so many times. But this time she's like, for real this time. She's Anyways. like, I am done. I am Done. Matter of fact, I totally forgot about Steve's car, and that sent me when his little car came up, and I was like, oh my god, that's right, the car that you get in front, you load yourself. And yeah. Laura says, take that thing back home and hang it on your tree, because <laughs> it's so yeah. small. I laughed. This was before Mini Coopers, this was before Fiat's. Like, Urkel had the Urkelmobile. Be jealous, because he thought of it first. (laughs) I think it's adorable. That would be a great car to get around in. (laughs) Honestly, I'm here for it. But yeah, Laura, you always come crawling back. I am not believing your little empty threats. But here's what I will say. Steve, first of all, forces himself to be like, you're coming home with me, right? Then when he trips and falls, he goes, oh, I'm okay. This fall broke my back. He did not once apologize. He just was like, I'll just give you what I'm going to give you my mom. And I'm like, no, you can at least apologize. But he didn't offer to pay for it. He didn't offer to go. Like, I'm sorry, Laura, that was not the only vase in that store like go back and get another one is it because harriet's got those flowers in the intro and she needs a vase to put them in finally they make me mad with this stuff but anyways steve could have at least apologized or offered to pay like i get it's a sitcom and i'm thinking with different goggles but it's just like at the end of the day when he would mess up he would say did i do that as opposed to i am sorry i messed up your home like he is a menace like i would be super pissed too i mean after i realized that the the glass didn't shatter and go into Steve's stomach, I probably would be a little upset too. <laughs> as long as it didn't like jagged glass didn't like go into him, I would have been like, oh God, Steve. But like Laura was literally minding her own business, like <laughs> living the best life. She didn't ask for any of this. And she lost her present. I don't know how much money that set her back. None of that was discussed. And I'm just like, Steve, do you blame people for being pissed? You get, you have no remorse when shit goes down, ever. Well, she said that, right? She's like, you always make me feel bad for when you, you know, like, when, when you I'm, do when these I'm things mad. to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not allowed to be mad at you when you break our stuff all the time. But she did take it to another level this time because an angel had to intervene. <laughs> Ty, the angel. Who, Rob? I don't know about you, but every time I see this actor, all I think of is he's my girl. That he's movie. my girl. <laughs> TK Carter. Oh my God. TK Carter. This guy is like pre. Oh God. Who is the, the guy that you like? Miguel. 
something junior. Yeah, from uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah. And yeah, it's Miguel Jr. Miguel, you, isn't it Nunez or something? Nunez, Nunez. Nunez yes. Jr. So I, they're around the same generation. But when I think of TK Carter, I think of Miguel and just their comedic style and their versatility. They both also did cross-dressing as a comedy movie. Yes, they did. Yeah, because Miguel did Juana Man. And, you know, TK Carter did He's My Girl. And I think that He's My Girl was like one of the first sort of like cross-dressing comedies that I watched in my childhood. And I was obsessed with that movie. <laughs> we should do that. I don't know how it holds up. But here's the thing. I So I watched it. It's a very, very poor quality on YouTube. But that's the only way you're going to watch it. It's not streaming. You can't buy a VHS or a DVD. There's nothing. There is nothing. You can get a trailer maybe and that's it. (laughs) If you're lucky. (laughs) But I really, really like TK Carter. And he also is involved with horror too. He did The Thing, which is a very iconic film. So, you know, those two always blend together for me. But TK is one of the OGs. And he was on Good Times, I think, too. So, yeah, shout out to TK Carter for sure. And he's charming in this. And he plays this angel that, again, is Laura thinks she's getting tacked or hit on by an older man she's like my father's a cop i love how she just doesn't say anything she just grabs her bag and and gets up and leaves that's what i would do rob i'd be like okay i'll just move over here i guess i love how angels be coming down and just nonchalantly just casually being like yeah i just came from above i just came out of thin air like what do you expect these humans to do they don't know you exist but they're just so blah about it let me just traumatize her by like teleporting from one into another well if he had not used his piper power and froze that scene for her to to, i would have thought the same thing like who is this man just trying to hit on me that gold plated universal remote first of all i had that i had that exact same remote did you like the (laughs) literal model the literal model of that universal remote and i programmed everything to it oh my god i love that i love that so you had a heavenly remote rob you had an angel approved remote i sure did (laughs) what did you think about the whole black and white tv in in the background to playing that movie again very christmas yeah so it's a wonderful life was playing in the background because that is the outline of this episode um yeah i mean it's very on brand you know that's what you kind of do as a reference to what it is that you're talking about and you know they had to highlight it to let everybody know what we're doing (laughs) this is when laura wishes that you know she had said that urkel was out of her life not that he never existed. did she say never existed no her wish was i wish you knew what it was like to be me to like understand like how destructive you are and how pissed i am and how like i'm so mad at you i wish you knew what it was like to have you break all of my stuff and i'm just supposed to sit here and take it so that was the wish. And can I tell you, I love Laura Urkel. <laughs> Holy crap. Did she not do an amazing impression? She was a little too thirsty for me. I mean, Steve's more romantic and suave. Like, Laura was just a heavy thought. Like, she was, like, gyrating the whole time. I don't know where she was told that the girl version of Urkel needed to, like, gyrate and, like, get off, like, with the lips and stuff. The voice she had down, the look she had down, I loved the all squat. that. squat? Yeah. <laughs> like, Steve Urkel hunch that she did? <laughs> she, she was a little thirsty, though. She was a little thirsty. That horrible 
only next door neighbor, Laura Urkel. I, I did love this. And with this show, like at least every character is going to at least have to act like Urkel at some point. Like that's part of your career. Did I do that? Did I do that? If you're going to be on the show at some point during the duration of the series, you will be acting like Urkel. So this was Alicia her turn. Judy. I know, right? Did you notice that you spoke about her yellow early on? Is it me or a coincidence? She was in that yellow from head to toe. And then when we see Steve as Laura taking her place, he he's wearing the same color yellow. Was it just the time? The style? or was that a conscious oh look we'll put them in parallel because they're supposed to be replacement of each other i'm sure it's a little parallel i don't know if that was the color of the 90s but yeah it seems a little parallel for me <laughs> but uh around this time of the series you know steve always had these run-on gags where he would say certain phrases each week and you would look forward to hearing at what point in the episode were you going to hear it and they incorporated that with laura's urkel with the i'm wearing you down you know, it's it's always the same joke. Like they get so excited when they're insulted, but yet it's a watered version of what it was before. And so she goes, I'm wearing you down. I just like that, including that was great. You know, reminding us like she really is Laura Urkel in this episode and all its shape of and form. So I really like that. But what I really, really love is the fact that the gender roles were definitely swapped in all counts because it wasn't big guy. It was big gal. Yes. Yes. I noticed the same thing to Harriet. <laughs> got to be the one who was manic and, and full of anxiety and the one really pissed off at Laura. But it was literally Harriet just being like, go home, Laura. Hey, what you got there, big gal? <laughs> it's a gingerbread house. It took me two whole days to finish it. Oh, can I be the first to lick your chimney? <laughs> hey, hey, be careful. This is a work of art. No, it's a work of Harriet. Get it? What'd she say? Well, she said, 
I rewatched that phrase so many times because it was just so amazing to finally see her take center stage over this heavy shenanigans that goes on in the house because usually she's the one holding Carl back but in this one she's just like go home Laura like (laughs) I just thought that was so funny stole the show I actually wrote that down Rob and then when she followed it up with and I did this because she said did I do that Carl says, go upstairs. And she said, good idea is your gun up there. Yeah. God. She was like, Carl. <laughs> no, but it's it's just like, so Carl, usually when he does, he just runs at him and growls. But Harry is just like, I'm going to do this. Come here. Can <laughs> I do my is the typical mom and it's it was just such a joy to see her be the one that's like all angry to me though this was the scene the whole scene of the show because she brings out this gingerbread house that she made a work of harriet instead of a work of art first of all come see me in the kitchen with this gingerbread why are you even walking around with something that delicate and fragile first of all this house in itself is a museum like everything is breakable or not allowed to be touched like i just would not have any fun going over there that's why there's no plastic covers you, on the couch you can't right do anything at this house like who builds a big ass house like that when you live next door to a klutz like it's just i just think it was funny she brought it on herself have you ever done one of those kits over the years those houses do not stay up so harriet must have used some men to keep this this freaking gingerbread house up. it took me two days to do it and she sits it like on the edge of the table by the way it wasn't even center i'm like you are begging for somebody to break this you knew it was going to be broke right but this is the line oh my god because i <laughs> can i lick your chip <laughs> can i be the first to lick your chimney or <laughs> urkel holy crap that sent me rob <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was also nice to see Steve just being himself and not Stefan. Because he was, Stefan is a little too suave for me. This was just a regular high school student. He had the glasses still and he just was, so it was nice to see him just kind of like be himself. They said actually in this trivia, I don't know if it's true, but they said this was the first time prior to that, like a Stefan, that he got to use his real voice. Which show show was super high anyway. I mean, he was manic himself, you know, being like, get out of my life. And I was like, there's Steve. (laughs) (laughs) He still got it. He still got it. Laura ends up feeling the blow. You know, how it hurt to be in love with somebody and being so disregarded. But you're right at the same time, Rob. It's like, I mean, she has been through like daily occurrences of Steve doing things like this. Is she too hard on him sometimes? Maybe, but she learned a lesson supposedly because the other trivia, and I don't know if this is right because you tell me this sounds right. This is the last time Laura says, go home, Steve. Now this is back to the things that things don't change usually in a Christmas episode, but they're saying after this, she never says it again. That's amazing. Look at that. They broke the curse. So she really learned a freaking lesson then. If this is true, this is the Family Matters Wikipedia, but yeah. 
Who that knows? Would be, that would be an interesting takeaway and continuation from a lesson like this. I think that's awesome. I love that. I love that. I did think them, you know, when they fall on the gingerbread house was pretty funny. You know, just, just the whole balancing Carl, act. Everyone, everyone, um, they all fell. To, yeah, just that balancing act of trying to like stay above and then just breaking the table. That table is the equivalent of the grandfather clock and charmed. Like Amen. They, that table breaks so many times. <laughs> you know, it probably has like detachable legs on it. It just like collapses. Yeah. <laughs> it's meant to collapse. So yeah. she learns a lesson. Ty says that he, not ringing a bell to get his wings in this because you can't use that from the movie. It's if when a star lights up, you'll know that he gets his wings at the end. So her guardian angel gets his wings. And we see again, we got to mention it, Aunt Rachel comes from the corner out of nowhere and just starts singing. Hey, look at the star! Way to go, Ty. Ah, <laughs> uh, Who are you talking to? Oh, my guardian angel. He just got his wings. Oh, of course. Nervous breakdown. <laughs> oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to bed. Why you ruin this perfect episode with this cheesy ass moment, but they just had to do it. So her second chance, first of all, I would have tried to save the gift. I was like, if you remember everything else, why didn't you remember to just move the bag or something? I But this was a heavy opposite reaction. I mean, not only was he forgiven and he still didn't apologize. He was she was like, take me home and come and hang out with us for Christmas. I'm sorry. Like, no no punishment no like nothing it's just like i'm just glad you're okay and then she i was like i don't have money to be forgiven bitches like that easily like somebody's paying for this vase that i just bought i really don't like i'm i'm sorry i'm not that rich i'm just not <laughs> he said though she had a right a mental breakdown so that's probably what happened is that how we're supposed to act if somebody breaks our stuff is that the reaction that we give as long as you weren't only hurt? on christmas only on christmas rob when your angel's watching <laughs> is that really the lesson though i just i'm sorry something needs to come out of that like help me out here 
either. That was a little too nice for me, but I get it. I agree. I think had Steve said something other than, you know, I'll give you my mother's gift, it might have, it would have eased the blow of Harriet's vase being broken so she doesn't get a gift. But that's right. What was Laura Urkel's mother? Uh, her machine was a, a poultry stuffing thing. <laughs> God. So I don't think Harriet would have appreciated that. Yeah. Steve's uh, gift, a poultry stuffer. What do you think of the card at the end? Because you mentioned cheesy sitcom moments, but I loved it. There is this digital card, early 90s, you know, graphics, and it has a picture of the family in, in front of a Christmas tree. It says, Merry Christmas, you know, from, from our family or something like that. From all of us here at Family Matters, to all of you out there, Happy Holidays! That was so 90s. So 90s. Very 90s, yes. Very, very 90s. I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, I don't have a heavy distaste for it, but it's just, you would never see that today, ever. Never. And never. It's, it's just funny. Like, we ate all of that stuff up back in the day. We loved all of it. It was like, oh, they're saying Merry Christmas to me. And too bad they didn't sell those cards, like, out Ooh. in the world. After it aired, but yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I think I also have Carl's Christmas sweater. I have to dig this out and put a picture. Because I literally think, I saw I saw that and I said, how is that the same one from like the 90s? When, literally the same pattern, unless that's the classic Christmas sweater pattern. That's awesome. I love it. To me, Rob, this was not just nostalgia lens of loving this. I honestly felt so good after seeing this episode. It may, call it the season. Call it I'm just easily pleased. But I laughed. I saw old friends, I feel like, again. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, Rob. Yeah, it, it's a fun episode. It, it definitely made me laugh even after all of these years. And everyone looked great great on the show all of again i just kudos to all the physical comedy that they were able to do on this show and you know we hear a bunch of stories lately about how the behind the scenes went but mm. you know watching it they still looked like a tight-knit family that loved each other and had fun i'm hoping while they were filming so yeah it was a solid christmas episode for sure it had definitely all the check boxes checked and you know even down to the fake snow and the in the extras and all of that stuff so yeah it, it's a solid christmas episode broken vases and all by the way this aired on december 11th of 1992 92 jeez damn 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 so <laughs> i hope that year everyone got urkel dolls even though it took me how many years to get mine 30 yeah. years to find mine rob so, yeah. had one so yeah this is what a 30th anniversary i guess holy crap yeah oh my god <laughs> So, Rob, that was our first week down. We have The Preacher's Wife coming up as well. Can't wait to watch that. And hey. what else are we doing currently this month, Rob, on Brunch with the Hollowells? Are we, we have an episode coming up, right? Yeah, yeah, we definitely have an episode. It won't be Christmas themed, but yes, we'll be covering more of the comic books. Uh, we should be well into the middle of the season nine once this airs. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that. And you could always find us on Instagram, the Radical Retro Rewind podcast, one word. 
we're on YouTube for videos and audio versions of the podcast, if that's your thing. We've only just begun this month. We're here to bring you holiday cheer the whole entire time. And we hope that seeing someone like Steve Urkel brought a smile to your face this week. Thank you again, Radical Ones. Thank you, Rob. And thank you, Family Matters. Right? Thank you, Family Matters. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Try and pay attention to what I'm saying, Laura, okay? Okay, are you paying attention, Laura? Oh, you have beautiful eyes. Oh, thank you, Laura. And your nostrils are perfect. Quiet. <laughs> oh, they flared. Whoa, daddy. Hormone watch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.